If you're an American conservative, you know that the societal values we hold sacred are under attack. They are hanging in the balance. How can you protect those values? By staying informed. The closing argument will deliver news and supporting evidence you need to support and defend those values. Here's Paul Smith. Good morning. This is Paul Smith, your host of The Closing Argument. In these podcasts, we discuss some of the important and controversial moral, political, and legal issues that affect us and our families today. Some of the things we discuss are not politically correct, but all of them are important, and we hope you enjoy this discussion. Today, I have with me uh, my good friend, uh, Rodney of of, uh, New Windsor. How are you doing, Rodney? I'm doing well. Good. Now, we, we did a couple of podcasts before, and I'm glad to have you back. And, t- and today, our program is the first of two parts where we're going to talk about the serious economic damage caused by fanatical climate change policies. And we're recording this. Basically, it's the, the 1st of July, 2022. And um, so uh, the, the, the impetus for this today is, is the situation in our, our nation. Uh, the stock market has been down for a month. A lot of people lost a lot of money in stock. Inflation is up. We're at a 40-year high. Uh, interest rates are up. Similarly, maybe, uh, I don't know if it's a 40-year high, but they're way up. Everybody knows gas is up to about $5 a gallon. Uh, it's, it's almost doubled since Biden took office. In fact, all prices are up because that's what happens when, when gas goes up. And diesel fuel is up also in some places over $6. And that's the lifeblood of, of these truckers. And a lot of these independent truckers no longer can maintain their rigs. Because I know when they were up in Hagerstown, the guy was saying he brought a load of building supplies up here and all for the whole week. He's going to make $1,000. So they're all going to work for the Walmarts and the other places where somebody else pays for the fuel. Well, uh, so we mentioned that because uh, everybody is feeling it. This is probably going to have a major effect in the in the midterm elections in November. Uh, it, it's expected that the Republicans will retake the House and probably uh, take the Senate. Uh, but but this economic part of it is certainly a, a part of that dynamic. And as I have listened to the national discussion, I have not heard enough talk about the climate change uh, policies role in this. Now, there has been some. Uh, President Biden, for his part, will has two things. One, he deflects as much as he can and puts it on Putin. And the other is he denies that it's going to continue and, and kind of denies that there's a problem. But, uh, but what I want to get into is I want to make the point that these fanatical green policies, which are not scientifically based, are causing serious economic damage. So uh, I, I want to remind everybody at this point, when uh, Joe Biden was campaigning for the presidency, one of the things he said was he was going to destroy the fossil fuel industry in different words. And one of the clips I've seen now recently is him getting up close to some young person and saying, do you see my eyes? I want you to know I am going to you know, end the fossil fuel industry. And when he was inaugurated, within a day or two, he announced that he wants to be the climate president. So he has swallowed the extremist climate change, uh, extremist policy, basically hook, line, and sinker. 
Um, and, and so he, he immediately began to implement those policies. You know, we were discussing earlier the very first day in office, he shut down the, uh, the pipeline that would bring fuel down from, from uh, Canada. And so did that stop the fuel from coming? Didn't stop the fuel from coming. They just brought it a different way, which unfortunately is more expensive. And if you believe in climate change, it's actually more damaging because diesel locomotives actually burn fossil fuel where pipelines don't burn anything. And Paul, I'll just tell you one thing, what we're talking about there, I'm not surprised. Most countries, not all countries, but most countries, Canada, their resources are trees and things. Countries, wealth or lack of wealth happens because of their taking advantage of their natural resources. And I have never understood what keeping our natural resources in the ground does for us when somebody else is going to take them out of the ground in a different place. Because if, if climate is the concern, like when Mount Vesuvius went over in Italy, that didn't matter. It went over in Italy. It had an effect on the whole world. Well, you were, you were telling me just a few minutes ago, you went down and at the naval base down there at the mouth of the Chesapeake and saw a gigantic pile of coal. Well, that's going over to China. They don't scrub it like we do when they burn it. So it's going to pollute more. I mean, it's just the way it is. The politicians count on the ignorance of the American people and the lack of knowledge in science in many areas. So, that, I mean, so what, what that is, that's absolutely stupid. Uh, we would be better off cleaning it, burning it here, than shipping it to the Chinese, who are, are our competitor and, and adversary, and where they're going to do more damage than we would do. This is absolutely crazy. And well, it's, it's driven by the fanatics. It's driven by the fanatics, and the fanatics... I mean, they keep changing the story, and I've been through this before. They'll come up with anything to change the story because it was like one time they were pro-abortion. That didn't work because they come pro-choice. They changed that term, and they always change the terms on things because they're not pro-choice because they don't want me to have my guns. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with pro-choice. So they will change the terms, but when you shut down a country from taking advantage of its natural resources, and this affects farmers and everybody. We make money off of crops. Those tractors are not electric. You've got to have fuel for those tractors. So why are our food prices going up? Because the people who run the farms are now costing more to run the farms. Well, uh, before President Obama won his first presidential election, this is in 2008, at that time, Roy Innes, who was a civil rights activist uh, he, who has since died, he was a strong uh, opponent of the Green New Deal policies because he said these policies are what he called um, racial, um, oh, what was the word he used? Forget the word. Anyway, so they're racially racially prejudiced. Prejudice, discrimination. That's it. Because he says, if you enact these these policies that that will shut off fossil fuels, he says, we don't have an alternative fuel supply to handle it. And he says, what will happen is it's the poor, the minorities, and the undeveloped countries are going to feel the brunt of this. The more wealthy people, they'll survive. So he called it uh, he called it energy racism. 
And uh, then he died. Um, and Obama nevertheless kind of went forward with his uh, climate change policies. They kind of stopped during uh, Trump's four years, but now with Biden, who initially right off the bat implemented them. Now, the interesting thing uh, that I noticed uh, about what's going on today, there should be an admission by the Biden administration that if, if his policies were true, if his climate change policies were true, he should say this, look, we're going to stop producing fossil fuel. It's going to hurt everybody for a long time. You just got to recognize that, but it'll save the planet. Now, that's what they ought to say. They don't even say it. They just avoid it. Frankly, even if they said it, it would be wrong because there isn't there is not a a a danger of this. Happening. Well, because we haven't, Paul, we haven't stopped using fossil fuels. So now we're bringing them over from Europe, from Russia. We're bringing them. We haven't stopped using anything. We just stopped using ours. So it's to me, it's kind of like, OK, I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm doing that. It's a shell game because you still haven't shut anything down. I would challenge any administration, open everything back up for two years. And if the economy isn't booming, then I'll buy your agreement and we'll shut things down. And they will not do that because I guarantee you, because whether you like Trump or not, he proved that when you open things up and let the American freedom and economy go, nobody can come close. Now, I would say in the next you know, 20, 30, 40 years, we do need to reach some alternative energy solutions. We need to develop things such as has happened with the telephone, for example. You know, we now have developed batteries and we're able to operate sophisticated electronic equipment with smaller batteries. And there have been many economic developments and we need more of them. But we're not there yet. Yeah, but why, why do we think that the future generations are stupid? I've said this before. It's kind of like George Washington saying, we got to quit cutting down trees so our ancestors 200 years from now will have logs for their log cabins to burn in their fireplaces. We have made so much progress in the last 40 years, 50 years, that I personally believe that those that come on after us will resolve the energy problems. And I can tell you my personal feelings on some of those energy things. And, and I'm not unique on this. I heard somebody, and they're always on late at night. The ultimate solution to clean energy is the hydrogen fuel cell. Because when you burn hydrogen, you make water. There's nothing polluting about that. The thing that's nice about that, hydrogen is two parts of water. It's the most abundant substance on Earth. The second most abundant substance on Earth is called silicon dioxide. We call it sand. Mm -hmm. That's what makes the silicon for the photocells. The photocells generate the electricity to separate the water into hydrogen and oxygen. That is the ultimate thing. There's not enough lithium. There's not enough stuff for these so, electric cars. And you can fill a hydrogen-fueled car just as fast as you can fill a gasoline-filled car, and you don't have to wait three hours. So maybe we will have this type of development. I remember you know, 40 or 50 years ago when I was in college, there was discussion uh, of developing hydrogen cars. We could do that. We could do that now if they would push it instead of pushing the stupid stuff they're pushing now. 
because it's an agenda. I don't think they want the economy so, to boom. All right. So here, where we are right now, we are on the verge of having a recession. Maybe we're not there yet, but everybody knows things are really pretty bad because they all know the price of gas is just about double. But we should be debating whether this climate change uh, movement is legitimate. There still is no public debate about that. Not on conservative radio, nowhere. Uh, the, the left does not want to debate it. I wish the conservative people would, because uh, since 2008, there have been a number of books that refute the science on this. Now, I've followed this for many years, as have you. And in 2008, when, the, when Congress issued this report I'm going to tell you about, at that point, there had not been many books that you could access that, that exposed the fraud, but there are now. Uh, let me mention this right now. In 2008, November 19th, so that's just a couple of weeks after Obama was elected, before he was inaugurated, the House Select Committee on Energy Independence and Global Warming issued a report about global warming, and it continues to be the blueprint for Biden and others. It was issued by a slim majority. There were 233 Democrats to 202 Republicans. So this, they called their report a consensus, but this is just the first of a dozen false conclusions that they make in the report. Any consensus that exists about human-caused climate change is just a partisan consensus. That's just a political consensus, not a scientific consensus. But I want to mention some things in that report, because this is kind of the foundation that, that President Biden and others are, are dealing with. They state this in this uh, House report, quote, a clear scientific consensus now holds that global warming is happening, that man-made greenhouse gas emissions are largely responsible and that failure to dramatically reduce those emissions in the coming decades will result in catastrophic impacts. We have been through that before in some of the other podcasts, and uh, frankly, that is false in many respects. The science does not prove that. The prediction is, is wrong. But then they conclude also that the scientific debate on the cause of climate change is now over. So they refuse to debate it. Of course, they are going to claim it's over because my question is pretty much everything in science, I can go back and cite it. It's written up. It's peer reviewed. Show me the peer reviews because Congress declares something has never made it true, at least in my lifetime. And before that, just because they do things. I mean, when this country started without changing the subject, Slavery was okay. We now realize it's not. Just because Congress says something's okay doesn't make it right. right. What makes it right is the science. And when, when all I can tell you about any science is when somebody refuses to have an open debate about it, you right away have to suspect their conclusions. So I'm not going to today uh, go through the scientific findings. I've done that on other programs. But the, but the point today in the middle of 2022 is to just remark with astonishment at the fact that there still is no debate about the science and science, reputable science, scientists refute the catastrophic human caused climate change uh, theory. It's just 
just but, the, but they try the, to do other things too. They try to appeal to human emotions. And when I say they try to appeal to human emotions, I heard this recently on our local radio station. Somebody called up and the lady was very sincere. She was worried about the polar bears up in the Arctic region because of climate change. <laughs> and here's what I find very interesting about that. I don't know how much people know about polar bears. If that lady would go up to see that polar bear, first thing that polar bear would do would kill her because polar bears are God's ultimate killing machines. I am not aware of anything that polar bears do that's useful for the climate or otherwise, but that's different. But what irritates me is we are more worried about the polar bears, and this changes the subject a little bit, than we're worried about human. And I'm talking about abortion because that's a debate right now. We don't have a problem killing babies, but we got to protect those oh, polar Rodney, bears. Rodney, I've seen pictures of those polar bears. They're so cute. What? Well, I'll tell you what, a, a daddy polar bear, if he sees it, it's not his cubs. They won't be cute long because he'll take care of them. Polar bears are God's ultimate killing machines, and I'm sorry. I understand why we have them, but they don't add anything well, you know what? I've done a little bit of research on that, and studies show that the, pop, the polar bear population is not in jeopardy. It has, I mean, people have been worried about the polar bears for decades, but their, their population is not going down. It's growing. Well, it's not only growing, and my joke is when I call the radio station is, I know enough about polar bears. If it does melt up there, they will migrate south because there's not too much to, to hire in the food chain than they are. They're not going to have trouble with the moose or anything else that they encounter as they move down to Canada coming towards California, and then they'll have it easy in California. <laughs> Everything's going to be tender and juicy. All right. Well, I have written a book on, on this. I want to promote here a little bit, the climate change hoax argument. And it's available at my website, www.cpaulsmith.com. I published the book, uh, I wrote it a year or so ago, uh, right about the time just before Biden won the election. And, and I finished it then and I said, my goodness, this is very important. And so it's, it's been there out there for a year and a half. And as I look back on it, I said, man, man, I had this nailed. One of the things I want to get into, and we'll get into more of it on the on the program, the part two that we're going to start in a minute, is some of the the researchers' predictions of what would happen. Before we end our discussions, are there any other questions or comments that you have, Rodney? Well, I, Paul, I'm going to ask you one question for anybody listening out there. Ask yourself this question. If climate change is as critical and as important as all these politicians and so forth are telling us and scientists, why are they not setting the example for us? Well, like what? Well, they fly their own private jets into those conferences. Nancy Pelosi still flies in a plane that'll carry 300 people when she could have a, a G4 or G5, which is much more economical to take her back and forth to California. They don't set the example it's to me, if you really believe something's that critical, the royalty also have to obey the rules as well as the peasants, because climate, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't respect your, your, your status in the population. Everything 
as equal consequences. You know, I think everybody uh, everybody sees the hypocrisy, and I think the hypocrisy is helping truth seekers to recognize that they're not really serious about it. I hope you're right. I mean, but frankly, I know what their answer is. Their answer is that the work I am doing is so important that this cost is worth it. But uh, but frankly, I think that's a very shallow and, 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 and wrong answer because frankly, they could fly commercial and go other ways to almost everything they do if they were really serious about it. Well, I would say to the people very quickly, if they think that it's true, it's that important. Here's what's more important. And that is that you're able to buy fuel so you can get to work. It's important that you have a job and it's important that you can get food on the table. That's more important than what is projected to happen 30 years from now. Always worry about today's problems. Tomorrow's problems will resolve themselves. Well, well said. I mean, frankly, I I believe the supporters of the Green New Deal, some of them are people who are genuinely fooled by the hoax. A lot of them know full well they're wrong and don't care, including the Marxists who support climate change because it's an opportunity to control Absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to continue our discussion next time in part two of this discussion uh, about the economic damages caused by uh, climate change fanaticism. But that concludes our discussion for today. Thanks for joining us. Remember, the liberties we enjoy in America can be maintained only when its citizens are moral and informed participants in the democratic processes. The closing arguments can help with this. We'll see you next time. This is Paul Smith.